You're listening to The Real Wealth Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. Welcome to The Real Wealth Show. I'm Kathy Fetke, and I'm actually on vacation in Spain, just outside of Barcelona, with my daughter, Krista Fetke. And I thought it'd be really fun to just interview her. So welcome, Krista. Thank you. (laughs) So Krista was doing her semester abroad in January of 2020, and that got cut short, right? So that was pretty tough. Yeah, I was there for about six weeks when I was supposed to be there for four months. And uh, within one week, we all got sent home because this thing called COVID ended up happening. It was pretty actually terrifying because the borders were shutting down and you were in Europe and I was freaking out and Europe is really the epicenter. Uh, So we got a last minute flight and got you out of there. We actually loved being able to see you. I'm not sure if you have the same sentiment. (laughs) Of course. It was a really interesting experience to go from being surrounded by um, so many different people, meeting new people and constantly being out and about and going straight back home uh, to quarantine from two months not being able to see anyone to two weeks not being able to see you. But it was kind of cool to just be able to have that um, family time that we probably wouldn't have had otherwise because I was in school in San Diego and Karina lives on her own. So um, that was one perk of it. I wouldn't go near you for two weeks. I was pretty strict on that, but it was great to have you back. It was a really special time to be together. All right. So then after you graduated from San Diego State, you made up for it and you decided to get your final unit, which did not transfer from your semester abroad. So you had to do an extra semester to get that one unit, right? Is that It's three units, but it's one class and it's a class that I didn't even need to take. It was just because of the units that didn't transfer from abroad. But it kind of gave you an excuse to come back to Europe and study abroad with that one class and you chose Barcelona this time. And of course, I had to come visit you. Um, what's been really interesting, of course, is for me to take a vacation and spend this time with you. It's been so amazing. Uh, what I am so impressed about is that you are doing this on your own. You're financing it yourself. A lot of people might think, well, uh, Kathy's probably paying for you to be here in this really amazing place, but you really wanted to do this on your own and I'm really proud of you. So I, I wanted to bring that up as a topic. What's that like to be on your own, to have flown the nest at this point? Um, it makes me feel really proud of myself, honestly, because, um, this is just something I always really wanted to do. I always knew I wanted to study abroad and I was so disappointed that it got cut short that I just decided, you know, I can find a way to do it myself. And so I worked for a year just waitressing at a popular restaurant and bar in San Diego and just worked every single weekend when my friends would be going out and, uh, multiple weekdays. Um, until 3 a.m. some nights and eight-hour shifts. And sometimes I forgot why I was doing it, but it allows me to be here and it's one of the best decisions I've made. Um, It also involved a lot of saving when maybe I wanted to be spending that money on clothes or other things that I really wanted. But just the vision of me being back in Europe was what kept me motivated. You know, you never even came and asked us for money, which is, I just didn't even realize that till I came here to visit you. And of course, we've been spoiling you so you could have some nice meals that you haven't been able to afford. Um, But you never came to us and asked for help, financial help. Why why is that? Um, I wanted to say that I did it all on my own. And it honestly feels a lot more rewarding that I know that I worked really hard for this. It's also allowing me to have all these experiences that I maybe wouldn't have if I was asking for money, like staying in some pretty interesting hostels and 
booking uh, 6 a.m. flights and uh, taking buses and trains everywhere that maybe are six or eight hours long. But I think it's part of the experience and it makes it fun. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a really great perspective. I mean, you've learned public transportation. What is your advice to parents who have a really hard time saying no to their kids because they, you know, we want to give you money. If you had asked, I would have probably given it to you. Although I know for me, I financed my own trips to Europe and I loved being independent. That was really important to me. And I actually don't think my parents would have paid for it. But what's your advice to parents based on your experience? Well, one of the things is um, something I always really respected about you was that you traveled to Europe all on your own and um, all of your stories and everything come from you working really hard to save up for those trips and everything. So I partially wanted to follow in your footsteps. And yeah, I I always also really respected that you didn't really give me that many handouts, I guess. Obviously, you've provided me with so much. But um, if I ever wanted a new outfit or something, uh, something really nice for myself, I had to work for it. And I think it gave me drive. And it it's so much more rewarding when you're able to really work for something and then get it rather than just having it be handed to you. And I think that's something a lot of parents maybe don't realize because of course, like you said, parents want to give to their children, but I think it's actually better to give them a mindset that has them work for things themselves. It makes you prouder of yourself. I'm, I'm so proud of everything I've been able to buy myself. Yeah. When you've been working a long time, I mean, when you were, I think nine or 10, you really wanted to be an actress. And I really wanted to discourage it because I'd spent many years trying to be an actress. The fact of the matter is I'm a really bad actor. So I didn't, didn't work for me, but I tried really hard. Uh, and so when you came to me at a very young age, I thought, I've got to at least give you the chance, even though I know what a hard business it is, but who am I to decide your fate, um, especially with something you want to do? So I put you in a, an acting class for children. And on the last, on the final day of that class, they brought in all these agents and you were selected by the top agent in, um, in San Francisco with Stars, Stars Agency at the time. And I think on your first audition, you know, you booked something. I think it was a Pixar film. Yeah, a Pixar short film. Yeah. So that was, that was cute. And then you just kept auditioning and getting booked and you booked a big OnStar commercial, um, which you ended up making residual income when you were 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was so awesome that it all went into, um, what is it? The, the um, Coogan uh, account? I yeah. Believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, it it out, it was out of my hands, but it, all the money went into the Coogan account. And so I wasn't even able to touch most of it until I turned 18. So that was cool to already kind of have a start on my savings, that even though it wasn't in my control. Yeah, but you did get some money. And I remember you being very young, 11, maybe 12 years old. And you learned the word residual income, which is a big word. It's like you learned passive income really young. You did one commercial and they kept renewing it and kept paying you. So I remember you would just open the mailbox, there'd be a check. Yeah, that was so exciting. Every time I would see a a letter with my name on it, I would be like, oh, more money. And it would be just maybe $100 or something every time. But for a 10-year-old, that's that's big. I think sometimes it was like $1,200. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) It was a lot of money. And I, I think uh, at age, I don't know, 11 or 12, you really wanted a new laptop and, uh, you know, we would give you our old work ones, but you wanted a new one and you just paid for it yourself. Yeah, that was pretty cool to do it at 12 years old or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say that this has been so much fun to be able to spend this time with you 
in Spain. It was hard for me to get away for a few weeks. But you know what? I'm not getting any younger and you are getting older, which means it's not going to be that far in the future that you may be married and have a family and it won't be as easy for us just to be together. And having one-on-one parent time has been really important in our family. Do you want to say anything about that and how important the daddy-daughter weekends and the mommy-daughter weekends have been to you? Yeah, it's probably one of the most important parts of my life, honestly. I think my relationship with you guys and Karina um, is really the reason I am the way I am, and it's my top priority. And I'm just really grateful for all the, yeah, the family time that we make happen. And it's not even like it's a chore. It's like I, I really enjoy spending time with you guys. So I've always loved that. Oh, yeah. I've been so lucky that we found these mommy-daughter camps and you know, you and I would go when you were little and just spend the weekend. And it's just so important to spend that one-on-one time together, even if you have multiple kids, you know, just take one of them away for the day or the weekend and, and you really get close. And, and you've been doing that with Papa for, well, Rich, <laughs> for those, those of you who know him as Rich, she knows him as Papa. You're still doing the daddy-daughter climbing trips and stuff. And it's still one of the things you look forward to the most, I think. Yeah, definitely. We just did a trip to Joshua Tree this past summer. And after being in San Diego in college for a year and not seeing him too much, um, just spending a weekend away together, we immediately reconnected. And it's just so great to have that one-on-one time. It's so important. Okay, so what is next for you? You are here in Spain. You finance this trip on your own. Um, you have found ways to make it work. You've like found little rooms and apartments and that are pretty affordable. What was it, like $500 a month to live in, in Barcelona? Yeah, 400 euros. So that translates to yeah, 480. <laughs> about 480. Yeah. yeah, so that's pretty affordable. I think you had some really good insights just recently on what's next for you. Yeah. Um, so I always knew that I wanted to travel to Asia and specifically volunteer there. And so I've been looking into different programs and I found one where it's called Workaway and you can volunteer in exchange for accommodation. So it's a really great and affordable way to travel around that area. And I'm going to go home for a couple months and stay with you. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, try to get another uh, maybe waitressing job or something of the sort and save up as much more money as I can just to use for the flights and food and stuff like that. So I'm really, really excited for that next chapter. And you're, you're actually doing, you've been working for Real Wealth for a long time. You are um, our social media director. Yes, I am. <laughs> and you've been getting lots of other people who are interested. You're actually really good at it. You grew up with it, so you know it better than us old folks. So we're really impressed with the work you've been doing. If you haven't been to our Instagram page, you could just go to Real Wealth Network on Instagram. And um, she's been posting uh, parts of our shows there and um, just really great tips and things. And it's we're really impressed with it. So thank you for your efforts there. And it's so in a way, we're helping fund you, yet you're working for it. (laughs) True. So let's talk about money, because I think a lot of families really struggle with this. How much should they give their kids? Um, Should they be giving allowances? Should their kids be going to work at an early age or should they be focusing on school? You know, these are kind of the topics people have. And I think parents are like, I'll just give them money because I don't want them, you know, there's too much studying to do. And that's true. So what was it like for you? We moved from Northern California to Malibu when you were 10. And obviously Malibu is a very, very wealthy place. I mean, you were friends with kids who came from multi, multi multi-millionaire families. And you also 
went to school with kids who didn't. They were families of surfers and, you know, um, kind of just regular folks. So it was an interesting probably experience for you to see the wealthiest of the wealthy mingling with just kind of regular folks. So yeah, how did, how was that as a kid? Yeah, I mean, so I first moved uh, to Malibu Middle School. And of course, middle school is just a weird time where people will judge each other for no reason. Um, But I was actually surprised to see that um, I think a lot of people would think that people in Malibu would judge others for not having as money, as much money. And that was something that um, was kind of the opposite, actually, that I noticed was because Malibu is a pretty affluent area. People didn't care as much about how much money everybody had. It wasn't about that. Um, If you bragged about having money or tried to um, boast about it in any way, people would judge you for that. So it was kind of an interesting dynamic that I think is pretty unique to a place like Malibu. Interesting. But at the same time, I remember you came home from school, um, maybe, I don't know, your second or third day there. And uh, a lot of people in the audience don't know, Rich and I came to Malibu actually broke. (laughs) We were, it was 2009. uh, We got hit hard by the financial crisis. We owned uh, real estate everywhere and everybody knows that story. Uh, We were underwater on all of our properties. We were negative cash flow. It was a rough, rough time. And we literally just left Northern California, drove our Prius, sold everything. everything. Yeah, we sold everything for a dollar and just came down with nothing except our surfboards and bikes. And, uh, you know, I think on like your second or third day, somebody said you lived in the Malibu ghetto because we were in a town home or something. So you had to sort of deal with that, um, where you didn't have as much as your friends and you weren't able to wear some of the designer clothes they were wearing. And, and you actually came home one day and said, mom, how many houses do we have? Do we have like 10? Cause I, I told my friends we have 12 and I'm like, well, it depends on the house. Yeah. We have little $50,000 houses that we rent, but I think your friends maybe have 10 mansions. So it's a different thing. Um, And I remember saying, Krista, we're not going to ever win this game of having more. That's never going to happen. So that you're going to have to have a different relationship with money. Do you remember that? Yeah. I remember the conversation with my friends to see who had the most houses. (laughs) And I remember being called um, Malibu trash. It was. Um, But yeah, I don't know. As, As we all grew up, that kind of shifted into something different. And I think all of our mindsets around money changed a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. So, but get kind of giving adv- advice to parents, because it is so hard when, you know, you either don't have the means or you don't want to give your 16-year-old a BMW, um, but your friends have them. You know, what advice do you give to parents and to kids on how to deal with that when you don't have the same things that other people have? Um, I think that's one of the hardest parts of life that a lot of people struggle with is um, that feeling of lack and other people have more than you and being jealous about that. But um, I think shifting your mindset, like I I had my little Prius that um, I bought off of you with my acting money and my friends had nicer cars than me, but it just wasn't about that. I didn't feel like I was lacking anything. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I I just remember having a conversation saying money is just one part of the deal, but there's all these other facets, you know, and how can you be a wealthy person, like a wealthy soul? And I really feel like you took that to heart and you developed all these other things that made you popular, right? (laughs) Besides money, like what would you say that would be? Like what, what made kids popular beyond money? So that was actually a really interesting thing is some of the most popular kids at our school were 
were the kids of the surfers and probably the ones that had the least money. And it, what made them so attractive was they didn't care about that kind of thing and they didn't feel the need to brag about it or even bring it up. It was more just they were really cool people. They were fun to be around and they never brought in that that notion of that they were lacking something or like a poor me kind of mindset. They were always just really good, cool people to be around. And so they were really well-liked. And interesting, right? I mean, yeah, like learn, developing themselves in other ways, like being a good surfer or being a good student or being funny. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> All right. So any last tips about what you've learned from being in Europe? Oh, so much. So, so much. This has been a crazy, a huge growing experience for me. Um, I've met so many different types of people here. And something that's really cool is I've actually met a lot of people like me who are also funding their own trips here, either through teaching English or being an au pair. And it's really cool to meet all these like-minded kids my age. And also just to meet so many people from such different backgrounds who kind of have the same priorities and have always wanted to travel. And so they made it happen. And yeah. (laughs) Okay. So final question. You grew up in a real estate family. You've been around it your whole life. You would beg us to please stop talking about business during dinner and on vacations. When do you think you'll buy your first investment property? (laughs) As soon as I can save up enough money and not spend it on traveling the world. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, you let us know when you're ready. Okay. Well, it's been so wonderful to spend this time with you. And uh, I guess we got to get on the road. We've got more things to see. We're going to Hot Springs today. Yes, I can't wait. (laughs) In Tarragona, right outside of Barcelona, about an hour out. There's a hike uh, where you can go at Hot Springs. So have a wonderful rest of your day, everyone. And I do suggest just taking the time to write down the things that matter the most to you, what your wish list is, the people you want to spend time with, and then just get it in the calendar. Because there's sometimes, it's just really never a good time if you're busy or you're self-employed or you're trying to make a living. There's never really a good time to get away. Americans have a hard time taking vacation. It's not like Europe. They love vacations here, right? Yeah, seriously. They have their siestas. They have holiday all the time. Yeah, I think like your first job, you get four weeks minimum vacation and they take it very seriously. But in America, it just seems like it's hard for us to get away and we have to put it in the calendar. Um, And it was hard for both Rich and I to leave for two weeks to go to Europe and try not to work too much while we're here. But it is worth every every bit of it because you're 22, one, 22, you're 22. And, uh, you know, it's just, you're getting old. (laughs) All right, Krista, let's get on the road. We got lots to do. Have a wonderful day, everybody. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to realwealthshow.com.